1: To serve the listening audience of AM 570 and 910 WTBN, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Why should Christians care about the Holocaust? It was over 70 years ago. Stay and listen as we look at Yom HaShoah, which is commemorated around the world on this past Thursday, but also throughout the entire week. Let's begin our time together with a word of prayer. Avinu Malkinu, our Father and our King. Lord, we are sorry for all the people in the world who blame you for how man behaves. We repent, Lord, and we intercede, Father, and we ask, O Lord, that you would forgive us. And we pray, Father, that you would also forgive us for our poor actions, Lord. So, Father, we just pray in the name of Yeshua that we would learn from what has happened in the past and decide to live for you and that our works would show, would combine with our faith so that we could truly be servants of the living God. We bless you in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Well, let us start with the counting of the Omer. Remember that? Yes. And by the way, uh, if you still would like one of these, it's a 70-page booklet, only $10. But if you buy more than one, the additional ones are $3. Call our office at 813-831-5673 and speak to Karen Uh, because Counting the Omer is all about receiving growth from the Lord. And I believe that today's um, message on Yom HaShoah really can grow us as well. So, this is from the booklet. Blessed are you, O Lord, our God, King of the Universe, who has set us apart by your commandments and has commanded us to count the Omer. Today is the first day of the third week, and day fifteen I have counted the Omer. The scripture for today is no one has greater love than this that he lay down his life for his friends. John fifteen thirteen. The thought for the day, you could lay down your life physically, as many martyrs did, though doing so, makes it harder to be a living sacrifice, which it talks about in Romans 12. Either way, if you become a sacrifice, you will never be a victim. Do this and you can be assured that you're, you love God and that He is in you. So, the challenge for the day is write examples of how one gives rights away when dealing with others. That's a good question. Think about it. If God is asking you to give your rights away, how do you do that? Think of different scenarios where you could give your rights away. But the key question to this challenge is the second one. Listen to this. Think about one of your more difficult relationships. Would there be peace if you gave up your right to prove that you're right? Well. And then you can journal on that. Okay. Well, making the switch, I mentioned today we're going to speak about Yom HaShoah, the day of the Holocaust. Uh, let's start at the beginning. What is the Holocaust? The Holocaust is a term taken from the burnt sacrifice that was offered in the temple and that was totally consumed. And it refers to, in this case, the systematic slaughter Of six million Jews by Adolf Hitler and the Nazis during World War II. Jews at times refer to it as the Shoah, meaning terrible catastrophe or a tempest. The actual day of remembrance for Yom HaShoah was the day, um, is the 27th of Nisan, or this past Thursday. More than ever before, people around the world have said that the Holocaust never happened. It's hard to believe, isn't it? I pray that everyone listening will have no doubts when I'm finished with this program and also see why this day is so important even for Christians. So there are three main themes I'd like you to think about concerning the Holocaust. The first one, number one, never forget. Number two, never again. Number three, never be silent. You got those three? Never forget, never again, never be silent. The Holocaust began in 1933 when Adolf Hitler came to power in Germany and it ended in 1945 when the Nazis were defeated by the Allied parties. Now, powers. Now the uh the Holocaust didn't actually start in 33, but the beginnings of it, the 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 seeds of it began then. The term Holocaust originally from the Greek word holocauston which means sacrifice by fire, refers to the Nazis' persecution and planned slaughter of the Jewish people. So the Hebrew word Shoah means devastation or ruin or waste, and it's also used for genocide. In addition to Jews, the Nazis targeted gypsies, homosexuals, Jehovah's Witnesses, And even the disabled, anyone who resisted Nazis were sent to forced labor camps or murdered. The Nazis used this term, they called it the final solution, to refer to their plan to murder the Jewish people. You know, it's estimated that the Nazis killed 11 million people during the Holocaust. Six million were Jews. In fact, two-thirds of the entire population of Israel, uh, I'm sorry, of Europe, two-thirds of the entire Jewish population of Europe were killed. Approximately 1.1 million children were murdered in the Holocaust. On April 1, 1933, the Nazis instigated their first action against German Jews by announcing a boycott of all Jewish-run businesses. To bring this a little closer to home, hey, remember a number of the politicians wanted to boycott Chick-fil-A because of their support of pro-life? I just want to, you know, connect the dots here a bit. Okay, back to Germany. The Nuremberg Laws, issued on September fifteenth, 1935, began to exclude Jews from public life, stripped of their citizenship, prohibited to, uh, for marriage, prohibited romantic relationships between Jews and Germans. Over the next few years, Jews were not allowed in parks. They were fired from civil service jobs. they they made a, a Jews red. Um, they their property had to be registered as owned by Jews. And they prevented Jewish doctors from working on anyone other than Jewish patients. During the night of November 9th and 10th in 1938, the Nazis incited a pogrom against Jews in Austria and in Germany, and it was called Kristallnacht. Kristallnacht means night of the glass, and and they termed it night of broken glass. This night of violence included pillaging and burning of synagogues, breaking the windows of Jewish-owned businesses, looting of the Jewish-owned stores, and many Jews were physically attacked. Approximately 30,000 Jews were arrested and sent to concentration camps. Now, after World War II started in 1939, the Nazis began ordering Jews to wear a yellow star of David on their clothing so that Jews could easily be recognized and targeted. Although many people refer to all Nazi camps as concentration camps, there were actually a number of different kinds of camps, including the concentration camps, extermination camps, labor camps, prisoner of war camps, and so on. At uh, a number of Nazi concentration camps, Nazi doctors conducted medical experiments on Jewish prisoners. We have an example of that in Clearwater. We have um, a lady who's still living. Her name is Germaine Pitchen, and you might know her son, but I'll tell you about him in a second. She was born in Greece, and at 15 years old, her mother and five sisters went into a boxcar, and were driven to Auschwitz. Only she of her family survived the camp. But she was kept alive for medical experiments, electric shocks, and different things like that. She was about to be sterilized by Dr. Yosef Mengele, who was called the Angel of Death. And Mengele said, that they were going to take everything out, and we don't want to see any Jewish children. But there was a sound of the Allied planes, which called him away, actually. He was scared, and so he left. But he told this elderly Jewish surgeon to remove the second ovary. He had removed the first. And stitch her up. But this surgeon said... Name your first son after me, and I'm going to stitch it up and make it look like, and and you have to make believe you, you don't get your monthly cycles. And she did that. And she had, I believe, four or five sons. I can't remember. And the first one she named after the surgeon, Saul. And so you might know Saul Pitchin. He's head of the pregnancy centers now called New Life Solutions. And he's a Jewish believer in Yeshua who saves babies. Is that an amazing story? God uses all things for good. Amen? Well, back to the difficult stuff. Concentration camps were meant solely uh, for work and starving prisoners, while extermination camps were known primarily for killing. And so the extermination camps were Chelmno, and Belzec, and Zobibor, and Treblinka, Auschwitz, and Majdenka, Danik. And uh, prisoners were transported to extermination camps. They were told to undress, to take a shower. And rather than a shower, the prisoners were put in gas chambers and killed. Auschwitz was one of the largest extermination camps. Approximately a million people were killed there. Now, some people spoke out, and even non-Jewish people. Schindler was considered by Jewish people as a righteous Gentile. At Yad Vashem, which is in Israel where the National Holocaust Memorial is, there are close to 15,000 Gentiles who have been identified and honored under a program created by law in 1963. These, it's called Righteous Among the Nations. Another example of a righteous Gentile during this time was Dietrich Bonhoeffer, a German pastor who in 1940 published a prayer book, it was a passionate declaration of the importance of the Hebrew Scriptures to Christianity and to the church, and it was a bold and scholarly rebuke to Nazi efforts to undermine anything that had Jewish origin. So it further claimed that Christianity was unavoidably Jewish, and the Old Testament is not superseded by the New Testament, but is inextricably linked with it, and that Jesus was unavoidably Jewish. Uh, of course, that didn't speak well for Bonhoeffer as as he died. Unfortunately, a few weeks before the camp he was in was liberated, but he he was a Gentile who saw the Word of God and acted on it. However, as you remember, history of the church and the Jews has not always been very positive, though Martin Luther, in the beginning of his ministry, uh, talked about that he was, as a Jew, At the end of the ministry, as you know, it was very difficult. And he talked about setting synagogues on fires and uh, fire and and, uh, houses to be destroyed, Jewish houses. And he talked about all the Jewish books to be destroyed and advised the rabbis to be forbidden to teach. Uh, Otherwise, they would get hurt and... um, He said the Jews shouldn't be allowed on the highways and they shouldn't allow to have uh, income and so on. So I'm not going to go through that all over again. So what should we learn from remembering the Holocaust and those whose words inspired anti-Semitism? Number one, it could happen again if we forget. It could. It's very possible. In fact, the whole world seems to be turning against Israel and the Jewish people, which is scriptural, we understand, but it shouldn't be done on our watch, should it? It could happen again if people of God do nothing to stop injustice. Three, we need to learn to forgive. I I love the Holocaust survivors who teach on forgiveness. I think that's so strong. Our words, number four, could be used to inspire violence and hatred unless we choose our words carefully. Even in this political uh, time that we're in, do you notice how people are getting so ugly with their words? This is the seed of of anger. This is the seed of coming against people. This is the seed of—it's of, it's awful. Well, let me say what we should learn from the Holocaust with Scripture. Here are th- four thoughts. Number one, we need to bless God at all times. Psalm 34, one to three. I'll bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear it and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Right? An attitude of blessing at all times. Number two, we should not be ruled by the past. Not the past of history, not our past, not our family past, if it's bad. And and I love Philippians 3, 13 and 14. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God and Messiah, Yeshua. I hope out there you are saying amen to that. <laughs> Do not be ruled by your history, by your past. That's number two. Number three, forgive. And the scripture I, I have for that one is Mark eleven twenty five. Whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him that your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. And one of the quotes I really like by Edmund Burke, all that is necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. So number four is to respond with action. James 2.14 says, What does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? And in verse 26, For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. We need to respond with action. Martin Niemöller, a pastor in the German church. It was called the German Confessing Church. He spent eight and a half years in a concentration camp. This is what he wrote. First, they came for the communists. I didn't speak out. I was not a communist. Then they came for the socialists. I didn't speak out because I was not a socialist. Then they came for the trade unionists, I did not speak out because I was not a trade unionist. Then they came for the Jews, and I did not speak out because I was not a Jew. Then they came for me, and there was no one left to speak out for me. Pretty sobering, right? Ellie Wiesel, a famous Holocaust survivor, said this For the dead, And the living, we must bear witness. What can we do? Well, we can never forget. We can act against sin. We can come against, even in our country here, the ugliness of people's speech, the disrespect. People are not respecting people anymore. There's been a change. We're not living under biblical values anymore. We need to fight against that. We need to rise up and be a light to this country and to the world. We need to write letters, whether it's to the president or to the congress or whomever. We need to get involved with school boards and politics. We need to give of our finances to organizations that are making a difference and we need to pray we need to pray as individuals and we need to come together as groups in groups to pray for our country you know there's a new organization in town called Tampa House of Prayer it's on Bay to Bay and they are seeking to have 24/7 prayer look at their schedule on the their website and find out when you can Go there and pray. You know, our congregation is helping that organization. We are there Monday evenings from 630 to 830. You might want to join us. It's for prayer and worship and God's word going forth. And it's two hours of nothing but that. You'd love it. It, It'll give you peace and refreshment. Well, listen, we're out of time today. I pray you've learned about the Holocaust, but more importantly, the themes and our responsibility. The three main themes. One, never forget. Two, never again. Three, never be silent. We must be on guard so that this doesn't happen again. We must not be silent and seek to help those around the world that are suffering from oppression and worse. As much as we can do, let us be vigilant to stop. Uh, uh, vigilant, I'm sorry to stop abortions, which have been a holocaust in the United States and around the world. Well, if you feel this program's been valuable to you and you want to support us financially, please do so. Call uh, Karen at eight one three. Eight three one five six seven three. You want to email me, rabbi at heart of I'd love to hear what you thought of this program. Next week, we talk about the modern history of Israel, which has been mangled, and I'm going to set it straight as we celebrate Israel's Independence Day. Amen. So, may the Lord be your first priority. And may you grow in your desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. Join me as we close in prayer. Abba, Father, teach us your ways so that our hearts would be hearts of flesh and not of stone. May our words and actions always reflect the heart of Messiah, so that everyone who meets us will know that Yeshua. Is our Messiah and King.
0: You are Messiah, Yeshua, Mashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel.